The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. Did globalists allow the attack on Israel to pull Russia further into World War III? You know what, folks? It might sound like a conspiracy theory. And even if it is, um, conspiracies do happen, obviously. I don't know if this is the case, but we really do need to ponder this. Why do we need to ponder this? Because the first casualty of war is the truth. Think of all the wars just recently that America's been involved in, and you look back and look at how many lies were told, especially at the beginning of those wars, or to get you to support that war. Think of how your own government would lie to you, let alone foreign governments. And then we always know in wars, propaganda is pushed out. Always. That's automatic. The first casualty of war is the truth to the masses. Now, you can always get to the truth, But in order to get to the truth, you have to question everything. So that's what we have to do. We have to question everything. And when someone throws out a conspiracy theory like, well, maybe they allowed the attack on Israel to pull pull Russia further into World War III, is it plausible or is that too crazy, too far out there? Well, when you factor in that everyone is saying, how in the world did this attack happen with the type of intelligence that Israel has on top of what America has in in foreign nations, including Egypt said they had the intelligence on it and gave it to Israel. That didn't make a lot of noise in the news, but Egypt admitted that they knew it was going to happen and even gave gave a heads up, gave a heads up to Israel. And yet it occurred and it didn't just occur. It occurred for hours and hours and hours before anything was done. And so you look at that and you think, clearly that is bizarre and is not explainable unless we're not looking at what could explain it. Now, if everything is all innocent and we're, and the world is just all in innocence and Israel is walking around in innocence and all of a sudden this attack just happens out of nowhere because of evil. Okay. But the problem is, is it's not like Israel was sitting there all innocent, not knowing that this kind of thing can happen. My first thought when everyone was saying, how can this happen? And I had a conversation with my mother on the phone and it was her first thought too. Our intelligence agencies are completely corrupt and hate everything that is good. Clearly, they hate MAGA. They hate Trump. They're all about us. I don't trust our intelligence agencies have lied to us about everything and lied about weapons of mass destruction, lied about everything, right? My first thought was maybe Israel's intelligence was tricked. And I've heard people say that that's kind of what happened, like in World War II, where we tricked The Germans' intelligence, the Germans were looking. We made it seem like we were going to attack in this one area. And D-Day happened in a whole different area. We had inflatable tanks, balloons that looked like tanks, to make it look like there was 
hundreds and hundreds of tanks getting ready to board like we were going to attack in a certain area. It's actually very brilliant so that the German spy planes would see that and be like, oh my gosh, they're gearing up over here. Well, we don't have to blow up balloons and stuff in this scenario, but what if our intelligence agencies purposefully and Israel's intelligence agency wouldn't know that we would purposefully do this because they would trust us. But what if our, and I think it would be us. I know they're saying China. What if China tricked them? Or it, it takes a government like China to pull off a trick like that to trick the intelligence agencies. Or it takes an intelligence agency that you rely on, that you're close to, to trick you. My money, if I were to bet, is that the American intelligence agencies made Israel think something else was going to happen. And knowing that they can just say, oh, we were wrong, they tricked us. But really, they were tricking Israel on purpose to allow it to happen through the globalist plan. And it really could be to try to drag Russia deeper in because knowing Russia's aligned with Iran. And a lot of these Muslim nations, and that could drag them in in a whole nother front to try to damage Putin. Uh, apparently, they really don't think that Putin would ever use nuclear weapons, but they're trying to put Putin into a corner. Now, is this plausible? It absolutely is plausible if you look at the history of our intelligence agencies just being a whole bunch of piece of crap liars. It's It makes a whole bunch of sense because I know liberals hate Israel and are pretending like they're supporting Israel right now. But you would pretend because you're actually the ones who are really behind it all. That makes more sense to me. It would make sense to me that our intelligence agencies would purposefully trick. Now, some people think what Israel would be on it on themselves. I don't think they would do it to themselves in the aspect of allowing their own citizens to get slaughtered like that. Now, you never know with evil government regimes. You never know. But I don't think so. I think it's us. I think we did it to them. I think we tricked Israel's intelligence. And I think we did it for selfish reasons because the globalists know that A, and America knows that we poison the whole world and the whole world is waking up to, wow, America killed us all with a stinking vaccine and poisoned us and the truth keeps coming out more and more and more and more and more and people are dying more and more and more and more from the vaccine. More people are dying from the vaccine than ever before. This kind of takes that out of the headlines, does it not? Then you have the economic troubles. You have the globalists desperate to change the narrative and it could help drag Russia into a corner. So is there motivation to have this happen on our end and I don't blame America as a whole, our evil globalists that are controlling our government, our evil globalists who are in our intelligence agencies who say you're the number one threat in the world. Still to this day, they're going to say you, the MAGA person, is still who they care about way more than Hamas or any other. Maybe that's why they don't care about Hamas and these Muslim terrorists is because they're actually dictating when those terrorists get to do what they want to do anyways. Maybe that's why they're not worried about them. And they're more worried about you because they can't control you. So is that a conspiracy theory? Yes. Should we be exploring it? Absolutely. Is it? Does it make more sense than the original story of they just had no idea? There's just a surprise attack and the intelligence agencies were caught off guard. Now that makes no sense.
There has to be an explanation. So, so far, that's the best explanation I have heard so far. Doesn't mean it is the explanation. There could be other explanations. There will be things that we're wrong about as we dig through because smoke will lead you here. Smoke will lead you there. But eventually you have to get to the source of the fire. And then you might think, well, the smoke, but it spread over here. That's not the source of the fire. The source of the fire is actually slightly over here. But as long as you don't just buy whatever they say, hook, line, and sinker, eventually the truth will eventually come out as long as all of us are looking. And we've been lied to so much, it should be a lot harder for them to get away with this kind of stuff now. I think most people are aware in America now, yeah, the first casualty is truth. And your media never gives you the truth. And the first reports are usually always wrong, no matter what it is. And that's never by accident. So let me give you some of this theory that occurred uh Mike Adams dealing with this and Martin Armstrong was on and they talked about this very thing. Take a listen. One of the highest IQ individuals that I know in this space, Martin Armstrong joins us from Armstrong Economics and that's his website, website armstrongeconomics.com. Mr. Armstrong, uh, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you on today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's, it's my honor, sir. You do extraordinary work and I really enjoy your short posts and your analysis of what's going on. I understand you've just posted a full report uh, about Israel called uh, The Next Jihad. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Okay, so that's a paid report on your website. You want to give us a kind of a, a breakdown of where things stand right now with Israel? Um, well, we have pretty renowned sources. <laughs> and uh, effectively, this is the next uh, uh, World Trade Center. Uh, fiasco. I mean, it. <clears throat> our sources were saying that even people, uh, troops that were at the border were pulled away two days in advance and reassigned. Um, I can tell you that Assad took his children to Israel and parked them there ahead of this. Um, I mean, uh, to China. And it, it's just, you know, look, they needed this war. And this is what it's really all about. They knew this was coming and they allowed it to happen. The same thing. With Hold on. I, again, those are conspiracy theories. So don't even worry about that. I, I think as they, the farther they talk about this, the less conspiratorial way out there. I mean, I don't know if it, they're hitting on something that could be true or not. The Assad, I think he means that Assad took his children to China, not to Israel, but that wouldn't be a conspiracy then of uh, the Western world being somehow in on this. Like, like I'm saying, our intelligence agencies, the globalists who want to drag Russia farther into World War III, that wouldn't go along with that. If Assad sent his children to to China ahead of time, then that would go with the the conspiracy theory that China did do intelligence to deceive. Israel and America's intelligence, and they pulled it off, and Assad was tipped off ahead of time by China. So that actually goes against somewhat of his theory. If Assad sent his kids to China, to me, that goes against the theory that uh, you're pulling Russia. This is why I'm saying we need to look at all those angles. That could it could be that that, and and this other angle of 
us wanting it to happen, the globalists wanting it to, to really come at another angle against Russia. Now, why is it plausible that they want to do this with Russia? It's interesting because some people are theorizing in the Christian community, could this eventually be the start of the Gog-Magog war? If you're a non-Christian, I've already heard some non, well, I shouldn't say that. If you're a Christian, but you don't know a lot, you've never studied Bible prophecy. I've already heard people cite other people talking about Bible prophecy, and they get it completely wrong. They hear people saying the Gog-Magog war, and this could be the start of the Gog-Magog war, and and Russia being pulled in where they go after Israel, and they call it Armageddon. That would not be Armageddon. Armageddon would be at the end. We'd have to be at the end of the tribulation. We haven't even entered the tribulation. And and I heard people saying, oh, oh these people are talking about some sort of Gog-Magog war, so they're thinking that the Armageddon is about to happen. No, those are two totally different things. So there is a war called the Gog-Magog war, which is not Armageddon, the end-time war. The Gog-Magog war is the king of the north, which seems to be Israel, along with Middle Eastern nations, Persia and Iran, who go after Israel. Something happens, which seems to be probably supernatural at this time, that defeats them, and God fights for Israel, and they are defeated. But what's interesting is in this story, some people have theorized for years and years and years that it talks about as Gog and Magog, as just think of Russia and Iran, okay? If they're plotting to go after Israel, they get in their head to go after the unwalled cities. And some people think that can't be Israel. Now, clearly, there's things that point to that they're going to be going after Israel. But it seems like right in the middle, there's a shift where they decide, no, we're going to go after unwalled cities. And many of them say, well, the only thing they could think of as a Western world like ally that's unwalled would be America. Technically, we, and even though we have a wall at the border, clearly, we don't really have a wall. And our cities are pretty much unwalled. New York is unwalled. We don't have walled cities. And it could be that they surprise attack this unwalled city, destroy them, and then go back and turn their full attention back onto Israel. Now, I've heard this for years and years and years in Bible prophecy from Bible prophecy people just theorizing but not really knowing. But it's amazing how this does fit. Like, look, it could be the start of what could become the Gog-Magog war, where eventually they do have to go after Israel. It starts like they're going to go after Israel. Then they realize, well, the better strategy is you got to get rid of America. Then you can get Israel. And so they switch their strategy to go after the unwalled place, wipe it out in a surprise attack. Then they go after Israel after that's done. And they think, well, now we've got it. Now it's easy. Now Israel's got no chance. America's gone. And then, surprise, surprise, they get wiped out. Then you might have the tribulation begin after a whole bunch of wars, but then you have the Antichrist rise up because there's so much war going on that a peace contract happens, and most likely what they'll say is a two-state solution where they divide Jerusalem, and they'll say that they can build the temple next to the mosque as a, a monument of peace, that we can live together, and everyone will think that it's going to be forever lasting peace because, yeah, the temple's going to be built right next to the Dome of the Rock as a symbol of 
being side by side, and it will be the Antichrist who helps bring this peace contract along. And the whole world will be extremely excited that, oh, there's finally peace, but there won't be peace. It's all fake. And then three and a half years in the true intentions are, no, we were still just trying to set up Israel so we can wipe them off the face of the earth. The Gog-Magog war probably just scared them off, but they were just regathering themselves. And then they're now, now they're ready to. And then it eventually escalates to Armageddon where the whole world comes against Israel and Israel actually is starting to lose and Israel is about to be wiped off the face of the earth. And then your Messiah returns Jesus Christ. That is a little flat overview. And what I'm saying is the, th the thing that could precede all the wars that make a peace contract want to happen and then the start of the tribulation, that war that causes that could be starting right now. It might not be. It's not yet because it hasn't done the things that need to be done for that to be fulfilled, but it has the potential right now. What's happening in Israel has the potential to escalate to where America gets surprised, attacked, and is destroyed, and then the world goes after Israel, and then Israel actually fights them off. Then the world goes into chaos, and there's wars everywhere, and then someone steps forward and creates the peace contract, and you get your one world government. And that's where you get the mark of the beast system then, you're living under that stuff, and then it's horrible tribulation, and hopefully the church is removed at that time, uh, before all of this at some time. But I know some people, you have different beliefs, some people you believe you go through it. God will protect his own. I'm not going to argue or worry about that, I'm just giving you a flat outline. So what I'm telling you is, is this could be the start of that Gog-Magog war that kicks off everything as a countdown to the tribulation. Then when the peace contract is occurred, that's the seven-year countdown to Armageddon. There is no year countdown. I don't know what the time space would be between the Gog-Magog war, if I'm right on this, and the peace contract. Who knows what the time frame is between that occurring and eventually a peace contract happening. But it really does feel like this might be that war that occurs that will eventually lead to that peace contract. But this could explode into the biggest war we've ever seen, or it could explode into America gets wiped out and everyone else doesn't, but that's still a huge shock and changes the entire world. It could happen that way. These are possibilities. So is it important to know exactly what happened? Actually, no. You know what's important to know? It's important to know that God is in control. And I know people will have all these theories. Ben, you don't, you don't. You have to understand it's the Rothschilds. You've got to understand that it's all these heads of families that have been dictating everything. You've got to understand the deep money that has dictated everything. You need to understand that those people are not in control. You just think they are. You give more credit to them than you do to God. God is in control of them. And yes, they do do that, but they're only allowed to do it because God allows them to. God is dictating that they do that. God is allowing them to be evil. They're, if they get away with their evil, God allows them to get away with their evil. And people get so upset. George Soros lives to be 190 years old, it seems like. You know I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying. George Soros is one of the most evil men who ever lived. Why does he live so long? He'll never... He, he Obviously, he, it didn't happen to him. It's not going to happen to him to where 
he gets his life cut off from a disease short. And people get so upset. And I try to remind people, do you, you're not looking at it from the heavenly perspective. An evil person like George Soros, who lives their life that evil, it is a punishment to live a long life. The longer they live, the more wrath God pours upon them. It even says they fill up their cup with wrath and God will extend their life. If they're that wicked, he'll, he'll extend it. He won't even let Satan attack them with a disease. And I think Satan and the demons attack people with diseases, even people that are on their side. But sometimes God will be like, no, this person's so wicked. You're not touching them. They're going to live to be 104 so that I can punish them fully. They're that wicked. They're that evil. An evil person living a long life is a punishment. It is not a blessing. We think it's a blessing. But it's not. Think about it. If you're evil and you're against God, just put yourself in those shoes. Put yourself as someone who hates God with a passion. You're evil and you, and there really is a true God that's going to punish you at the end of your life. And you end up standing before that God. Do you really wish that you live 104 years of hatred, 104 years of building up wrath in front of that God? You really think that's a blessing that you live that long? No, it's not. So stop getting mad when these evil people live so long. Pity them. I look at George Soros and say, do you know how wicked that man's heart has to be that God has extended his life this long? He has to be one of the most evil people, probably worse than Adolf Hitler. I think he is worse. Folks, so what's important to know? Man is not in control. They think, I know they're trying. I know the globalists are trying. And I know eventually they will get their one world government, but it isn't going to happen fully the way it never happens. They just take advantage of the situations. As things fall apart, they figure out another way. Well, then let's use this to get to our one world government. That's all they're doing. They're not as smart as you think they are. They're smart, but they're not that smart. They, they just know when something roll with the flow, switch your angle. Now come at it from this angle because that changed. That's all they do. So what's going to happen is, is it's not going to happen the way they want. They want Russia to Putin to be ousted and they want Russia and them to move into a one world government and they oust Russia and America is in a controlled collapse. But what's probably going to happen is they're going to back Russia and Russia's going to do what they don't think is going to happen. Blow up America with nuclear weapons. Now, Iran will be happy with this. China might be happy with this. The globalists in Europe and the globalists in America will not be happy with this. That is not what they're thinking is going to happen because a lot of the globalists in America will end up dead, obviously. So, but they'll still, when that happens, if that were to happen and America gets blown up with nuclear weapons, what will the globalists around the world do? Well, America's gone. Let's move forward now from this point to push our one world government. Let's get a peace contract done. And now we can really put the mark of the beast system in. It, it opens up a bigger opportunity for us to take advantage, take advantage, never let a problem go to waste. That's all they do. They just don't let problems go to waste. So they're not geniuses. They just are unrelenting. That's all. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe to my dad's channel. It's free and you stay informed. Now that's a win-win. See ya!
Folks, for over 60 years, the John Birch Society has been standing for our constitutional rights. They want to limit and counter big government and its agenda. You need to go and check out the John Birch Society at jbs.org. Go check it out now.